position. Affirmative. Negative. I am the milkman. My milk is delicious. Roger that. Okay, let's go. Welcome to the Best Linux Games Podcast. Go, go, go! The best Linux games, the best games available for the uh, GNU slash Linux operating system via the mechanism and distribution network known as Steam, brought to you by Valve. After 700,000 years, the Steam has come to Linux, and beyond that, it has come to Linux in the form of the egalitarian Linux-like platform, Steam, an open marketplace in which everyone, total meritocracy, everyone, regardless of size, amount of money, regardless of amount of developers, and prospective sales, that's right, ladies and gentlemen, it's Saturday, and that means it's time for one thing. It's time for the podcast where the quality goes in before the name goes on. You're listening to the Best Linux Games Podcast, a companion piece to the uh, Steam group of the same name. Find us on Steam, you know. Uh, join us on Steam and friend me on Steam. My name is Scooky Sprite. I am your host. In case this is your first time here, uh, the ground rules for everything that we do are very simple. We have news. We have the latest titles that we are interested in. Of course, features, you know, like kind of in-depth looks or reviews. And then we have, of course, everyone's favorite, the deals. Uh, the best games that you can buy for as cheap as possible. If you join us on the group, our recommendations are curated with the sole criteria of It must run on Linux, and it must be really good. These are recommendations only, of course. Uh, not complete reviews, which generally will follow, um, especially once they get some other mofos on this show. And as always, the content that awaits you ahead may not be appropriate for members of all species, races, genders, classes, creeds, and especially might not be age or work appropriate. So, it begins. Let's get the Linux gaming on, bitches! Hello, welcome to episode number 289 of the Best Linux Games Podcast! Being recorded for you while very high on uh, this early Saturday morning, uh, May the 9th, 2020, at uh, 1200 hours, actually, PM, PST, left coast, coast with the most crack engineer, Ivor Molina, over there in the booth holding up the whiskey sign. Fired Ivor. We are without. Uh, our iPad this week. We don't need to talk about it. Uh, it's not a big issue. Um, except that's how we run the show. You know, it's where the rundown is. Uh, so we had, we're doing it from our third monitor this time, and it's a weird, different experience because it means lads and lassies that we cannot have a technical show rundown. Actually, because it's just the normal show blurb that, um, yeah, so we're winging it pretty hard this week. Uh, whiskey time. Cheers. Hope you and yours are well. Hope you are still able to socially isolate as much as possible. And if you are returning to work, uh, you do so with a mask. Um, cheers.
I just realized, yeah, so we don't really have a, yeah, we don't really have a rundown at all. We just have a list of games because Ivor, you're fired. <laughs> but it's not his fault, it's actually the iPad's fault, so it's okay. Um, and the fact that the iPad is unavailable is not anyone's fault other than my own. So, yes. I had an unusual experience. So we don't have a normal structure to this week's show, is what I'm trying to say. So, anyway, as I hearken back on uh, <laughs> the ancient times of old, meaning this whole fucking week of a nightmare, um, one episode in, well, a couple of episodes in my gaming history leap leapt into my face uh, while actually originally sitting down to prepare this episode on Thursday. Um, specifically, I got into a, a fun three-player round robin in Tekken 7 with my buddies, uh, well, my buddy BPR and his friend, um, can't remember his name, uh, and he kicked our asses up, down, sideways, left forward center uh it was pretty shameful i did a pretty decent job for not having played the game in like you know nine months or whatever and i'd been up for two days and i was drunk out of my mind and i was stoned i acquitted myself i felt quite well um but it triggered in so much little brain and also according to tape from BPO himself earlier in the week about 345 finally working on Linux boxes that we know and love uh, which I haven't played but I watched him stream it being played on his box Street Fighter 5 it occurred to me that like while none of the fighting games in the world are inexpensive really um they always, at least throughout, you know, my early adulthood and, you know, living on your own and shit, they always were a good, um, investment. Be- First of all, just for the sheer amount of playtime you can get out of them, um, the, just the hour per dollar quotient itself, which is a grotesque and raw and stupid way of looking at, you know, the world of video gaming and pricing and stuff, but whatever. It's about, but, uh, but you know, during these times, fuck, I bet everyone is looking at their dollar per hour amount of entertainment. But they're also hypnotically good um, and, and very engaging and very easy to, once you get the hang of them, you know, whatever game it might be, especially now with all of the ones that are available on with internet play enabled uh it's very easy to lose yourself in them all of these are i think admirable qualities for a game in the present moment although generally speaking fighting games for me are always stressful um even though i've gotten good enough to hold my own in you know numerous numerous titles over you know the infinite decades that stretch behind me like a fucking laser beam to the dawn of time um but anyway for those of you who are kind of new to 
running games on Linux, let me give you a brief uh, historical recap of what was available for fighting games in terms of on Linux via Steam pre-Proton. It's a short history. Not that the history was long and this is a uh, condensed version of it, but in that the history was short and this is the long version of it. There was Kings of Kung Fu, which was an original independently developed fighting game. Um, This is like five years ago, four years ago, something like that. Never really reached fruition. It came out in early access. Can't remember if it ever got out of early access. I haven't played it personally in a long time. Um, But it was the first to really start kind of, you know, the drumbeat of like, we need some fucking fighting games with online capability, and if we have to make them ourselves, we will. Then there was Skullgirls, which added online capability, but it was kind of like a Darksiders ripoff. Never really caught on that. Big, at least not with me. And then you have all the games that we're going to talk about today. So, these are in no particular order. I should warn you of that. But every type of fighting game style that you could possibly want is represented in this list. And furthermore, although a few of these I have not played extensively, I do know for a fact that all of them work on Linux. Some of them may require um, either MF install or like, you know, Immortal Kombat uh, 10 or um, Glory Sagrol's Proton, but all of these work. They work great. Um, and they, and to that end, I think that they are the best of the fighting games that are available at the present moment for, uh, your Linux box to put inside your Linux box and then to extract and put into your head. Before we get to the list, though, um, two other pieces of game news from this week in terms of my playing. And that's all I'm really capable of talking about because I, I woke up this morning. After sleeping for 30 hours and I was like, I'm going to get high and I'm going to go back to bed and fuck it, the podcast can wait till tomorrow. But no, podcast must be done today because there's no, not going to be any more sleep. And I got to the fucking podcast. So, and I don't have the fucking iPad and we don't have a real rundown and Ivor, you're fired! Oh, that would make it, of course, for our sequel friends, by the way, 2020, uh, I, I just remembered, 2020, oh, uh, six, no, oh, five, oh, nine, uh, 12, oh, eight. Yes. Left coast time. Zero seconds. Mm. But anyway, uh, two other games that, uh, are notable for my playtime this week. And by the way, most of these, all the fighting, almost all the fighting games, with the exception of one, um, actually two of them uh, I played I've owned for a long time blah I and I generally I got them on sale but th- if we had a real rundown that would be another topic because our first game in our fighting games thing is called Arc- Arcana Hearts 3 Love Max and it retails on Steam for $29.99 but anyway we'll use that as a pivot later on because there's a there are ways to get it cheaper but um Non-fighting games. I beat XCOM Chimera Squad uh, this week. Um, 
it's no longer on sale, but it's only 20 bucks. It took me like 40 fucking hours. Uh, the end of the game ramped up in difficulty incredibly hard. The story was just whatever. It was fine. The story was fine. But the dialogue was really good. Um, and at 20 bucks, it, I mean, you can really burn through a whole fucking day without sleep, just trucking through XCOM Chimera Squad. It's a lot of fun. Mm. With good characters. Plot, like I said, is nothing to write home about. Um, and at 20 bucks, that is, you know, it's a good deal. However, I wish that if instead, you know, you could get XCOM 2 on sale, that would be much better. Because uh, I bet you XCOM 2 XCOM 2 was on sale during our Chimera Squad coverage and stuff. But anyway, because that game will burn 80 hours of your life, and that's if you don't use any of the DLCs, any of the mods, or play any of the online stuff. All of which is absent from XCOM Chimera Squad. But, there you go, I beat it. Um, the ending was you know, really hard to give you just a straight up comparison your average mission in XCOM Chimera Squad for I would say after the first third of the game your average like load, because it's always four of you guys versus X number of bad guys for your average three scene encounter it's probably something like seven guys per scene, tops that's like more towards the end of the game um, so it's like 21 guys. For your single scene encounters, um, it, it's normally like 10 guys. The last mission, this is you versus four guys. It was 47 fucking kills. So that mean like, that meant that like every one of my guys had to kill 11 guys themselves. So that's like pretty fucking crazy hard. That's like a you know, and and forgetting, and that doesn't even take into account the fact that most of those kills were of like really powerful enemies. Um, it was fun. It was very frustrating. I became total save scum because I was really trying to beat it as fast as possible uh, prior to the review, but you know, whatever. I knew enough by the time that we did the review. I mean, it only took me like another three hours to beat the game after the review, something like that mm. but yeah, so that, that should be 20 bucks now, and the other game that is an old, old game, an old favorite of mine that is not a fighting game is Star Wars Jedi Knight 2 Jedi Outcast which you can get for $9.99 on the Steam store, but you can find cheaper keys for it elsewhere on the internet um it now runs great on Linux. Last time I, I revisited it, it did not run that well at all. I saw Casimira's, uh last week running through what looked like he was just running through like all of his LucasArts titles. And I saw him land on it and it just gave me the idea. Well, man, I wonder if that works now. I don't even know if Kaz fucking runs Linux now that I think about it. But it doesn't matter because it does run on Linux uh, as my morning today attests. And well... One of the nice things about it, it holds up pretty well. It holds up actually really well. Um, with the exception of like the screen aspect version, it's, it's compressed. It's like, you know, truncated or whatever. I'm very high. So fuck you if I'm making no sense. Um, 
All my words are retarded. Uh, so, but traditionally, uh, Star Wars Jedi Knight 2 is not, the, none of the Dark Forces first person shooter series are really remembered all that well for their phenomenal graphics. Like, you know, their textures were pretty utilitarian because generally you're fighting through imperial bases or industrial sites, etc. Um, but they are historically remembered for their fantastic gameplay and their Star Wars hardcoreitude from, you know, the control panel outlays to the design of the Imperial bases, the actual geometry, the complexity of the geometry and the stainless steel rat-esque um, infiltration style uh, gameplay along with straight up blast em up shit and then Dark Forces 2 or Jedi Knight 2, Jedi Outcast best remembered for uh, it's lightsaber and force powers uh, and dueling endlessly dueling in multiplayer duels with lightsabers and force powers um, and also being able to chop off people's arms and shit but being able to reflect blaster shots directly at people, it's strong role playing game elements, it's it, it's presentation uh, not as a puzzle game but as an infiltration game generally and as an adventure game, generally, and as a first-person shooter game, generally, and as a lightsaber game, generally, and as a Star Wars game, generally. And, if you go back to the original, Dark, most people don't remember this, but Dark Forces, the first Dark Forces, mm, was the first game to actually use uh, real uh, 3D l- layered 3D map design ever, before Quake even Um, but Jedi Knight 2 is great as well because uh, everything is basically rendered in 3D um, and not, if I I remember correctly, Dark Forces is in faux 3D, I mean the the whole maps are in 3D but but what I mean by that is like, instead of having an elevator that took you to um, like a next part of a level that elevator could take you to a, le- a part, you know, take you up to a part of the level that is immediately above the rest of the level that you just came through. And they did some very complicated things with that and made some amazing levels. Um, so that all of this plays into the favor of Jedi Knight 2, which is 10 bucks. It's not on sale or anything, it's just that's you know what 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 it is on the Steam store. Um and I remember playing a lot of it. I haven't tried the multiplayer. Because, fuck, I doubt if anyone's out there. But, um... Yeah, so that's that. Now, let's get to our feature. I've worked based them with it. What do you think? Oh, my God. It's Bolivians. Bolivians! Never gonna let you down. I can read your mind. This week's feature. I can't read you. I can't read you. I can read your mind. Take it, Scooky. So as animated, you know, at the start of the show, um, it's a short history of availability of fighting games on Linux prior to Proton. Um, but after Proton, it, it, it has become... We have something for everyone. And we're going to start off with a game that's kind of unusual. The uh, person who was playing with us in the round robin uh, with BPR... Who be, we all ended up joining BPR's um, screen share of his Super Mario 
War uh, N64 Super Mario World native port to Linux, which looked really good. It had like no aliasing in it at all. It was like super clear. It looked clearer than it did um, on the original N64. Anyway, when we all ended up playing fighting games, um, we ended up friending each other and stuff, and uh, we got into a conversation um, later about other great fighting games that we liked, and he mentioned a game that I'd never heard of before at all. And so, I went and looked for it. It's called Arcana Hearts 3 Love Max. Um, this is developed by the same people behind another one of the titles on this list, uh, the Guilty Gear folks. Um, that whole combine. But Arcana Hearts 3 Love Max is probably the most insane fighting game I've ever played. I got my key. Now, this game generally retails at $29.99 on Steam store, but you can just search like on Google for you know, and I sometimes do this because generally I don't, if I have to go to like, you know I, no one's got a lot of money right now, but if I have to go to like uh extra steps for a game on this show it generally doesn't make it on this show but I got my key for six bucks and this game is just fucking balls out crazy, I mean it's insane, it is insane and it's got there's a billion moves and a trillion fucking techniques it's like if uh guilty gear darksiders and um yeah it's like guilty gear and darksiders combined so it reminds me a lot of the second guilty gear game uh the but it is hardcore japanese it's got subtitles, big story mode, there are like fucking 50 different characters, each with like 200 different moves and, uh, but they're, they're the control system is intuitive it's fun, it's a it's insane, and there are like a trillion different modes in this game but, uh, go look at it and, uh, just realize that yes, that is the game and it is that fucking crazy it's an older game it's an older code, but I was just about to clear them. Uh, they have been cleared for this list. Uh, but, I, you know, none of these are reviews, by the way. This is just a big feature on the best fighting games that are available for the new Slash Linux via Proton, you know, etc. via Steam. Like, I got a Steam key from, uh, I think it was called A2G.com. And because you can pay with PayPal, I don't mind, you know, some of the sketchiness of some of these other sites. But, you know, it's something to think about. If, you know, you're looking... You're not going to find... Generally, you're not going to find, like, the greatest deals on, like, the latest titles. But if it's an older... If it's an older code... I was just about to clear them. Uh, Generally, you can... You know, Arcana Hearts 3 Love Max didn't come out for uh, Steam until 2015. That's five years ago. Almost six years ago now. So 30 bucks is a lot to pay for it, but it's a good investment. And if you can find it cheaper, it's a doubly good investment because there's a lot of gameplay in that game. And just looking at just the animations of the, of my, the three fighters that I played over like, I played like an hour and a half, um, of it. I, they're, they're crazy. It's, it's crazy. They went completely insane. It is the boogie wings of fighting games. Up next, uh, based on the tip from BPR, Street Fighter V, which is a game that I haven't played yet, but and has gotten some mixed reviews, uh, especially um, due to its uh, its uh, grindy 
multiplayer customization mode slash in-game uh, commerce model. Um, but it looks fantastic. It's in full 3D with like anime-style cell shading that makes it look like a hand-drawn 3D game. It's just it's it's impressive, uh, you know, from what I've seen. And I, I did make sure that it ran on my system. Street Fighter V, you know, I mean, fuck, it's the evidently the latest and the best of the franchise. So if you're a devotee, which I am not of the Street Fighter franchise, I, I did not like Street Fighter 1, which I did play in the arcade, because I remember I grew up in Vegas. We had everything. Street Fighter 1 was terrible, nasty trash. Street Fighter 2, I had to play a lot, but I did not like. Um, and everything else in between, except for Puzzle Fighter, not my favorite style of fighting game. You know, to, oh, yeah, by the way, uh, about Arcana Hearts 3, it's a two dimensional style fighting game, a la, um, Samurai Shodown, the SNK era, the Street Fighter era, etc. As is Street Fighter 5, that's how it plays. It's not, um, like Street Fighter 4? Or, no. Can't remember, there was a Street Fighter that they made where you had three dimensional, blah, blah, blah. But anyway, two dimensional. Masamenos. Speaking of two-dimensional, let's go to the fucking guts and gore, blood and buckets, uh, fucking Penny Dreadful uh, end of the spectrum. Mortal Kombat X, which everyone, when BPR and I, and I can't remember this guy's name. I could look him up, but I uh, Epicuo. Um when we were playing, they all basically laughed at me when I brought up fucking Mortal Kombat 10, Mortal Kombat X. Um, I think it was XL, though. Hang on. That's Mortal Kombat 10. Yeah, it is Mortal Kombat 10. Mortal Kombat 10 is one of the best fighting games available on Linux. Um, the, the big, big, big heavy hitters we have following Mortal Kombat 10, but Mortal Kombat 10 is fantastic and it's great for online play and it's uh, huge story mode, which is just mind-bogglingly enormous and they spend so much time on it it's a whole fucking movie for every character and then there are like interactive moments in the movie where you get to make a choice and stuff um, and it brings together all the characters into like this big, deranged, psychotic uh, sci-fi fantasy time-traveling fucking blood festival of like just insanity and darkness um, and it's a great way to play through all of the characters um, it's remarkable in of itself but uh, the multiplayer is also great as are the training modes as are just actually doing um, the combat towers which are sets of bouts that are themed and those get refreshed and changed all the time um, it is two-dimensional, but it is in full 3D, and the graphics are phenomenal. The game does get a bit silly with the inclusion of several characters from modern horror movies in the DLC, uh, like um, uh, Guy from Texas Chainsaw Leatherface, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, um, oh, and the alien from Aliens, the bitch. Um, that gets kind of silly, but generally all the characters, with the exception of one, there's one reason why I don't play this game more often, um, and it's Devora, who is this really hot-looking chick, but she's an insect, 
and she's like an insect hive mother, and her moves are so disgusting. You're really revolting. I do not like them. I like playing as her. I don't like seeing it. It is really weird. Um, yeah, but, uh, tons of characters, many of your old favorites, Scorpion. Uh, uh, what's the obscure guy? The one fucking dude, the blind samurai guy. Uh, well, there's Scorpion, Sub Zero, uh, you know, basically everyone, Raiden's in it. Fucking, uh, yeah, it's weird. It's the best Mortal Kombat game that they've made since, I'd say, Mortal Kombat 2. Mortal Kombat 2 was really good. Mortal Kombat 3 was really good, too, but it was just insane. Um, and then somewhere along the line there, there were a series of very bad Mortal Kombat games. Oh, the one that they did try to introduce, like, real 3D gameplay into was pretty good. Um, this is so much better, and it returns to the series' roots and updates it with the graphics and a whole new story and new characters, and just, it's, it's a crazy fucking mind-blowing game, Mortal Kombat 10, $19.99, really good. Now, on the slightly spendier end of the scale, of course, are the two best, most preeminent fighters available for uh, Linux via Steam. Those would, of course, be Soul Calibur 6, which is $59.99, but worth every penny of it, with some caveats, and Tekken 7, which is $39.99, which is absolutely just worth every penny of it. <coughs> we'll st- <coughs> Excuse me, we'll start with Tekken 7. Um, because it's my favorite franchise. Uh, and Joe, Joe on Kendall, favorite franchise. Uh, and Kevin Reigns' favorite franchise. And my favorite franchise. And, uh, you know, it's the best franchise because it's the best. Um, although I do love Soul Calibur 6. Do not get me wrong. I am Soul Calibur, Soul Calibur, uh, for the Dreamcast with the, um, adventure mode thing or whatever, the dungeon mode with the soul quest thing was just fantastic and uh anyway but so Tekken 7 is the best looking Tekken that they've ever made uh has full online capability uh for those of you who don't know what Tekken 7 what the Tekken franchise has prided itself on it's been virtual fighter style literally 3D rotate you know around in an orbit your uh opponent uh and attack with three dimensional attacks um, this yields some of the most technical, fluid, uh, and beautiful, uh, challenging and, uh, exciting combat that you can find. It's the same system, more or less, but with weapons that Soul Calibur 6 uses. Soul Calibur 6 is much more expensive, though, and blah. Um, and if I remember correctly, I did not try this before we went to air. Uh, fuck. I'm pretty sure. Tekken 7 that the story mode works in it. The bad thing about Soul Calibur 6 is the story mode does not work last time I checked. Probably works now, but who knows? Expect it not to work. Crazy thing, though, is if you create a custom character for Soul Calibur 6, you can use it in the custom character quest mode, which creates a story for your entire character with choice, binary choice moments and stuff in a, uh, in a map similar to like the old quest mode, dungeon mode or whatever in the Soul Calibur for the Dreamcast uh, with, you know, each round has you know uh, different 
wind conditions and different buffs and uh, environmental hazards, etc., etc., etc. Cervantes wins. Uh, but at 60 bucks, that's still a lot to pay for an older game, but it, you'll still be playing it five years from now. Same thing with Tekken 7. Now, on the cheaper end of the scale, and uh, back to the two-dimensional uh, style of fighting games, if what you really like is a bunch of button mashing, I, I, mean, I don't mean that in like an insulting way, but with the ability to get technically good at more or less the button mashing, which is what some people might say about Soul Calibur 6. I disagree vehemently. But uh, but you want it in a uh, friendlier, uh, more familiar environment that, you know, where you don't have to manage the three-dimensional aspect of, you know, navigating your character and controlling your recoveries and stuff like that. There is... Ultimate Marvel versus Capcom 3, which is $24.99, and is the uh, only game on this list that has uh, tag team elements to it. Uh, in it, you pick you have two books of characters, and you can pick three characters from any book. All from one book, combination of both books, all from the other book, doesn't matter. Uh, one book is the Marvel world of characters and the other one is the Capcom world of characters so uh, and this game favors generally the obscure of some of the obscure on both sides Capcom does have an advantage I I say because they have the dark side they have some of the Darksiders characters in their book but uh, it's just it's super fun and it one thing that sucks about those, if you never played this game in the arcade or on any other system or release platform before, and this and you're new to the world of Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3, and you try to play online, you will likely experience the, you know, handicap to all of these games. You're very likely to get an opponent who will just juggle you in one fucking combo that does not end, and then continue that combo through to the next character in your tag team, and then through to the final one, and just annihilate you like a sorry little bitch. However, spend some time, get pretty good at the actual, you know, game by playing the game game, the single player game, you know, whatever. Um, <coughs> you can break into actually playing Ranked matches. One other thing about the Soul Caliber about Soul Caliber Six, though, um, you can play your custom characters online, and you can play all of the online multiplayer games in Soul Caliber Six. One uh, caveat, though, evidently, is that uh, it doesn't match make with um, people on PlayStation Four, which is strange. I guess it uses the Steam Store. The, the Steam client to validate the username. I have no idea. It's weird, though, that it doesn't do it because most of the time on Tekken 7, I'm getting my ass kicked by people playing it on, you know, popular consoles and stuff. There's not many people who are pulls out, you know, ravenous like I am for it to work on Linux. But anyway, so then there's Ultimate Marvel versus Capcom, which is just fun for the ridiculous combinations of characters that you can uh, put together in, uh, you know, in a tag team three on three single bout fucking festival of madness. Um, and the moves are fairly easy to remember. Uh, 
it's not the most technical um, fighting system in the world, uh, but there is. But what it lacks in technical, you know, uh, tricky inputs and uh, chained technical chain combat that moves through like different forms like you know that you see in some characters in Tekken 7 such as uh, Boscovich and stuff because she's just gorgeous I think she's maybe the most possibly one of the most amazing rigging and animation jobs I've ever seen it's great I'm a robot fairy with nano chainsaws for hands and fantastic phenomenal poetry Uh, yeah that's what Tekken 7 is to me that's what also but Soul Calibur 6 is to me Shanghua is breathtaking and I'm really good at Shanghua I've seen everything that Shanghua can I mean I've done everything Shanghua can do breathtaking just absolutely glorious um so that's ultimate Capcom versus that's ultimate Marvel versus Capcom 3 and then finally in our list we have Guilty Gear XRD Revelator which is $29.99 although um, once again I'm sure you can find that uh find a uh, steam key for that uh, a cheaper third market uh, site. Um, Guilty Gear XRD is way up there on the technical challenge. It's It again is in two dimensions, 2D. But if you remember the original Guilty Gear, um, all of the simplification features that made Guilty Gear so um, unique and actually kind of revolutionary because slowly over the generations of games since the original Guilty Gear many of those if not direct um, simplification elements but in terms of a design ethos have filtered into you know the one side of the world of uh, fighting games, because you can really divide uh, 3D fighting games into two categories, I would say. I would say there's like a virtual fighter um, category, and then there's uh, everything else category. There's like a category where it it is extraordinarily technical, um, if not highly realistic, and then there's, you know, phantasmagorical. But anyway, Guilty Gear XRD Revelator is insanely technical. It, it's also just so beautiful to play that you know, it's mind-blowing. If you like anything in terms of anime, uh, Guilty Gear XRD Revelator, it, it, will, bl- it will blow your mind. Um, it does also include a full length feature film uh, of the story that you don't have to play through. You can just watch. And it has good... Uh, good subtitles um, I, I've gotten like six minutes into it because um, I want to play a fucking fighting game and I want to watch a fucking movie but um, that's Guilty Gear XRD Revelator is there for everyone on the I want a highly technical game that I'm going to spend you know 30 hours per character learning and then you know the rest of my life fighting other people while playing which is cool in gorgeous fucking you know 2D sprite, amazing graphic, fucking top of the line. You know, just the fucking uh, the menu designs in 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 Guilty Gear, and like the the icons that show up um, for you know, fight. We come up how fur a piece we come since Karataka and fucking Karate Champ, Karate Champ actually, because Karataka was. 
Anyway, that's our list. So let me go through it real fast one more time for you. Arcana Hearts 3 Love Max with five exclamation points. Street Fighter 5, Mortal Kombat 10, Soul Calibur 6, Tekken 7, Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3, Guilty Gear XRD Revelator, and then we also talked about XCOM Chimera Squad and uh, Star Wars Jedi Knight 2 Jedi Outcast. That was a fucking pretty intense show, wasn't it, Ivor? Get us out of here. Cheers, I will see you next week. Be safe, be careful, and you know, if you know someone who is at risk for COVID, don't see them. You know, don't get them killed. I say this as I struggle with we're deciding if I'm going to go have TV with my mom on Monday. I'll be in a full mask, but you know, I spent all these weeks now fucking over two months trying not to get my mom killed so it's like the sword of Damocles but we're holding the scissors how long can you hold out I don't know and you know taking every appropriate precaution it should be okay but if anyway I know that everyone's facing these sorts of fucking well not everyone evidently if you're a Republican you don't give a fuck about anybody else so that's interesting But anyway, stay safe. See you next week. Four or five times. A good idea. Four or five times. Hi there. There is delight in doing things right. Four or five times. It is I, E.B. Farnham. Maybe I'll cry. I'll get you a drink. And if I die, I'm gonna try four or five times. Do you like to play? We like to play. I like you. We like to sing. It only runs on Linux. We like to go. Yada yada yo. Four or five times. We're gonna have such fun. Bebop one. You're becoming hysterical. Bebop two. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. Bebop three. Yada yada yee. Four or five times. Matt Damon. Burn everything incriminating, including this building. Burn all the White House pets, and then yourselves. Burn yourselves first. There is no Windows version of weaponized chess. Boy, this is fucking ponderous, man. Ponderous, fucking ponderous. It only runs on Linux. It's not a problem. You alienated part of America. I alienated crazy people. I like it very much. It is I, E.B. Farnham. You're becoming hysterical. I'm here. I'm there. I'm fucking everywhere. I'm the Eggman. The best Linux games podcast is brought to you by Blue Wizard is about to die. Now available for the first time as an ebook on Amazon.com. To subscribe to the podcast using a Linux based podcatcher like Podracer, or to see our YouTube gameplay videos, please visit www.bestlinuxgames.com. Also, join our Steam community group, Best Linux Games, Friends Cookie Sprite, and follow him on Twitter at VegasWriter. BLGP is also brought to you by the Radio Control Room Project. For details, please visit www.rcrproject.com or rfihc.com. Zig thanks you. For all great justice.